Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. Well, you know, for several weeks now, we've been discussing mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places, and how they can change your relationship. You're probably saying, well, that's all well and good, Gary, but how do I get my spouse to see my side? Well, today I want to talk to you about some of the ways the parrots say you can help your spouse see your side. These are practical tips that you can start to put to work today. Well, obviously no one can guarantee that every one of them will work for you, but I can promise you that if you will give each of them a serious try, you'll discover a couple tips that will become especially helpful to you. Let's begin with an easy and painless way to help your spouse enter your world on a daily basis. Share your highs and lows. Here's a typical scenario in literally thousands of homes on a weekday evening when husband and wife are reunited after both their work days. How was your day? The wife asks as they greet each other at the front door. Fine, he replies as he picks up the paper along with the mail. Any news? She asks while walking into the kitchen. Not really, he says while thumbing through envelopes of mostly bills and junk mail. I I did land the Perkins account, so the boss was happy about that. How about you? Oh, I talked with Sarah about next weekend, and they're still not sure whether they can make it, she shouts from the kitchen. Hmm, he mutters as he plops into a chair, opens the paper, and kicks off his shoes. And that concludes their interaction about the day. Sure, they'll pick up a few more loose ends over dinner, and maybe a few more if they happen to go to bed at the same time that evening. But that really, that's about it. Is it bad? Well, not really. Could it be better? You bet. Imagine the difference if they would take just five minutes to sit down face-to-face and review their day. Not just what happened, but here's the kicker, but how they felt about what happened. Would their spirits be closer? Of course. And they would be more inclined to trade places throughout the remainder of their evening, without a doubt. It would set the tone for more mutual understanding and empathy for whatever else was to unfold that evening. Why? Because that five minutes becomes the door for meaningful connection. When we know about a person's day, especially how they felt about it, we prime ourselves for trading places. So here's a tip from the parrots. If you want your partner to see the world from your point of view, Take him or her through the highs and lows of your day. doesn't take long, especially, ladies, if you'll give us the Cliff Notes version. If you're pressed for time, you might simply ask, What was your high and low since I've seen you last? And with that, you each tell the other about the best thing that happened while at work and the worst. Another approach that I've had couples use is that one of you can ask the other, on a scale of 1 to 10, how was your day? And if the answer is anything other than a 10, which it probably will be, your follow-up question then is, from your point of view, what would it have taken to make it a 10? It's amazing how this little exercise and these simple questions open up a window for viewing the emotional experience of your partner's day. 
and how they allow your partner to peer into yours. Try it tonight with your spouse. Make it a daily habit, just one of the ways that you do life together. You'll soon see how sharing your highs and lows and how you feel about them can help your spouse empathize with you. Set out the right pair of shoes. Let me tell you a story that Yahoo Sports reported in 2004. Matt Emmons had the gold medal in sight. He was one shot away from claiming victory in the 2004 Olympic 50-meter three-position rifle event. He didn't even need a bullseye to win. His final shot merely needed to hit the target. In fact, anywhere on the target. It was a near guarantee that he'd win. But something went terribly wrong. Emmons fired at the wrong target. Standing in lane two, he fired at the target in lane three. Normally, the shot he made would have received a score of 8.1, more than enough for a gold medal. But in what was described as an extremely rare mistake in an elite competition, Emmons missed his target altogether. His score for a good shot at the wrong target? Zero. Instead of a medal, Emmons ended up in eighth place. See, it doesn't matter how accurate you are if you are aiming at the wrong goal. I can almost sense you rolling your eyes at what I just said, that's obvious, you might say. But I can tell you from working with couples, and the parrots also report from their vast experience, that we've seen far too many partners frustrated because they do precious little to make sure their spouse is aiming at the right target. Here's the point. You've got to do whatever you can to help your partner target your experience. Too many times in marriage, we play the guessing game wanting our partner to know instinctively where to target their empathy. We've come to believe that if my spouse really loved me, he would know how I feel without me telling him. Ladies, let me let you in on a little secret. We men especially are no good when it comes to guessing how you feel about something. And men, even though your wife is generally more intuitive about how you feel, Don't make the assumption she knows how you feel. Men, women, you do have to tell your spouse what you need and how you feel. Your partner can't read your mind. And if for some strange reason they do get it right once, it doesn't mean they will the next time without your help. We men especially need you to point us to the right target. If you want your spouse to walk in your shoes, you've got to show him or her what shoes to step into. Don't leave your spouse guessing about what you're feeling. Aristotle put it this way, the soul never thinks without a picture. Highlight your most important emotional needs. You know, I've talked about the importance of knowing your personality types and what is normal interaction for you as a couple. If you're not sure or haven't done so, I highly recommend you do a personality profile. This will also help you in identifying your most important emotional needs. I use several different resources. The parrots have one for married couples called Deep Love Assessment. I also use an assessment called the Flag Page and also assessments from Prepare and Rich. Investing in your relationship is very, very important. Now, 
When you do get to the place where you are highlighting your emotional needs to your spouse, don't expect them to drop all of his or her needs just because you're highlighting your own. But you can expect your partner's potential for empathy to increase dramatically when you do this. Of course, this tip is predicated on you being able to articulate your top two or three emotional needs. Once you've identified your top two needs, do your best to gently put them in front of your spouse when you think it would be helpful. When you do this, make sure you are taking responsibility for your own feelings about whether or not your emotional need is being met. For instance, you might say something like, I know one of my biggest needs is admiration, and I'm sure that's why I'm feeling especially unappreciated right now. This doesn't point fingers or throw guilt. It simply highlights your awareness of one of your big needs, and you're taking responsibility for your own feelings. This will help your spouse enter your emotional world. Entering each other's emotional worlds is a major step in experiencing mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places. Get specific with your gripes. The parrots suggest a simple do-it-yourself exercise that will underscore this practical tip. Grab a pencil, a piece of paper, and you're also going to need a watch with a second hand. Here's your instructions for step one. Write down as many things that are white in color as you can think of. Start now and stop in 15 seconds. Here's your instructions for step two. Write down as many white things in your refrigerator as you can think of. Start now and stop in 15 seconds. How do the lists compare? Well, most people, remarkably, can list about as many white things from the small space of their refrigerator as they can when considering the universe. Stunning, isn't it? Not only that, but when we confine our consideration of white things to the defined place space of our refrigerator, the exercise is actually easier. Why is this so? Because concreteness helps our brain to focus more quickly and easily. That's why if you want your spouse to trade places with you on issues that are bugging you, like not picking up your clothes, running late, leaving lights on, spending money, you've got to make your gripes concrete. If you want your spouse to see your point of view on an issue like being on time, don't say, you always make us late. Instead, say something like this. When we're scheduled to teach the Sunday school class at our church and you're still getting dressed and doing your hair when it's 9.15, I start to feel really pressured and I can't focus on the lesson because I'm worried about what we'll say when we show up late. Do you know what I mean? This kind of specificity makes mutual understanding and empathy far more likely. If you say, you always make us late, that simply puts her on the defensive. But with a concrete description, she can't help but see it from your side. Not that this guarantees a complete turnaround, but it does make trading places possible. Well, our time is quickly running away from us for today. Uh, we're going to continue this discussion next week. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. I know I sure have. Have a great weekend, and I hope that you find yourself in a great Bible-believing church on Sunday here in the Treasure Valley. God bless you. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.